day now. My fellow Rainbow Warrior Sunshine Heads, welcome back to Shakedown Stream. My name's Jer Bear, and you are in the right place right here on MVYRadio.com, the home of all good things that are Grateful Dead. Our featured show, we're going to the Philly Spectrum, September 23rd, 1987. As we continue our theme, the East Coast Fall 1987 run of shows by the Grateful Dead. Sit back, I'll do all the work. All you have to do is turn it up and get in the stream. Right on. Sunlight, it's your way through. 
Gonna stream all day, all week, all the time, right here on MVYRadio.com. Iko Iko on a box of rain to open up the second set. 92487 Philly Spectrum. They played more shows at the Philly Spectrum than any other venue on the East Coast. Philly Deadheads are serious about the dead. So our featured show will be from the night before. They did three nights in Philly, the 22nd, the 23rd, and the 24th. We just did a, a very nice job covering the MSG shows at the venue before. Um, I, I have something that I want to play from Landover, which is unique to this tour. But right now I, I'm thinking of, uh, oh, I just got my Grateful Dead Days Picks Volume 21 in the mail. I have it in the studio with me. 
I have not even opened it. It is the Boston Show from 4273, a show that I've had for a long time. I even know somebody who went to the show. Anyway, I'm just staring at the cover. Pretty cool. However, um, I'm thinking of Bobby Weir, who, as uh, the news would have it, he was not able to play in Mexico at that big um, con queso, whatever, with string cheese incident. Um, he got food poisoning. So, as they always say, when you're in Mexico, don't drink the water. But um, I hope he's okay, and uh, I hope he's feeling better. So I'm thinking of Bobby Weir. Let's send him good energy because he's the man. And you're listening to The Grateful Dead right here on Shakedown Stream. South Colorado, West Texas bound. We stopped over in Santa Fe. Got me in the morning, just about halfway. Even though it was the hottest part of the day. Took the horses up to the stall. Went to the bar room, ordered drinks for all. Three days in the south. Summer. I took off my shirt And I tried to wash off some of that dusty dirt West Texas Cowboys Plays all around We're looking money They're all down Soon after payday Who has seen me shame You know my uncle He starts spinning again Hey, hello, Jack And the world take the hand
Well, I'm going to sit right here till I die. That's Big River out of a Mexicali Blues tease out of me and my uncle from 924.87 from the first set of the Philly Spectrum show. So it says here on Jam Base, the inaugural Los Muertos con Queso continued on Thursday in Riviera Maya, Mexico. Grateful Dead guitarist Bob Weir was supposed to perform two sets with his newest project, but the performance went out without Weir, who, according to Bill Kreutzmann, was suffering from food poisoning. Hmm. Kreutzmann, Jeff Chimeni, Dave Schools, and Tom Hamilton took the stage without Weir, and it wasn't until late in the evening that Billy revealed why Bobby wasn't on hand. Jackie Green filled in for Bob, and guests included String Cheese's Michael Travis, Kyle Hollinsworth, and Jason Hahn, as well as Adam McDougall of the Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Both sets focus on Grateful Dead classics such as Scar of Begonias and Fire on the Mountain and Mississippi Half-Step, Birdsong, Shakedown Street, and Big Railroad Blues served as the encore. Right on. So there's three nights, and I don't know how the other nights have gone, but uh, I thought the Mexicali Blues tease was a, uh, a nod to Mr. Bob Weir. So they... Played at four venues in the fall of '87, and we've gone. I've gone over this uh, from week to week this month. They started off in Providence, and then they did three shows in Landover, Maryland. And there was a couple breakout tunes in this uh, tour, but they played one song, and it was the only time the Grateful Dead ever played this on September 13th in Landover at the Cap Center. Bobby broke out this tune. Check it out right here on Shakedown Stream.
crusty old bootlegs that's the Grateful Dead doing Johnny Be Good from Watkins Glen July 27th or 28th 1973 and supposedly you could hear Dwayne Allman in there and the the Allman Brothers but it's such an old crusty bootleg I, I can barely hear Bobby Weir sing before that was a real tree that was Bobby Weir doing Fever with the Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia playing guitar leads on it. Only time they ever did that, the Grateful Dead. Bobby Weir would go on to perform that song many, many times with Rat Dog and uh, solo projects and so forth. But boy, he did it really well. I'm surprised that they didn't keep that going with the Grateful Dead. That would have been a real treat for all of us. I don't know. Anyway, it was played. And this fall 1987 run of shows on the East Coast, and I thought we need to play that and also to play it for Bobby Weir. So we know on the first night of the um, special musical uh, Los Muertos con Queso with, uh, down in Mexico, Bobby wasn't able to play the first night, but on the second night, he and Billy Kreutzman did a nice little um, tribute to Butch, Butch Trucks, who passed away just recently, the drummer of the Allman Brothers. And um, Allman Brothers are one of the great bands, great friends of the Grateful Dead. But his son, Derek Trucks, I think is one of the finest guitar players now going. And uh, my condolences to him and his family. Um, but what a great loss. So Bobby and Billy... Um, played the classic uh, Dead Tunes, but then Bobby did um, Death Have No Mercy, and Billy did a kind of an extended uh, drum solo, and uh, I guess they did a mountain jam, which is one of my favorite little jams of the Allman Brothers. 
So I thought we would do this for Mr. Butch Trucks. Um, and this is on the So Many Roads box set. And again, this comes from 727, 1973. Watkins Glen, those, that July 1973, was the largest attended rock concert ever. Like 600,000 people, more than uh, Woodstock, more than anything. It says here uh, in the liner notes in the So Many Roads box set, the organizers of July's 1973's Summer Jam, Jam knew that a big crowd would show up at Watkins Glen New York Grand Prix race course to see the Grateful Dead, the Allman Brothers, who were at their commercial peak, and the band, who hadn't played together for more than a year. But nobody expected more than 600,000 people, the largest crowd ever for a U.S. rock show, to come. A day before the event, there were already a few hundred thousand on hand, so the bands entertained the multitudes by playing sound checks that were more like mini concerts. The Dead played two sets at their sound check. The first consisted of six mostly shorter songs, and the second was highlighted by this jam. My good friends, uh, let's bow our heads to Butch Trucks.
Trouble in the day. 
Well, it's the Grateful Dead at the RFK Stadium in Washington, D.C., June 10th, 1973, doing The Promised Land. And uh, the Allman Brothers playing with them on that one. I think Merle Sanders, too. And before that was the soundcheck jam from 72773 Watkins Glen. I got to say, I didn't hear much of what I would hear uh, as the Almond Brothers, but I played it nonetheless. And um, I have some material uh, also from 61073 where the <clears throat> Almond Brothers really getting down with the Grateful Dead and a couple of numbers. But we'll do that maybe some other time. Yeah, and I. Butch Trucks was 69. He's one of the founding members of the Almond Brothers one of the original drummers. They had two drummers just like the Grateful Dead. They had um, a good run, and then I guess in the late 70s they broke up, but they had been incantated many times in different forms, and certainly we know you know, Warren Haynes and Derek Trucks uh, played with them. Well, as I was saying uh, last week and the week before and so forth, uh, 1987 uh, was known for many things, but one thing was uh, Bob Dylan played with the dead. And uh, they started to do some rehearsals uh, at their studio for a summer tour, which had always been a dream of Jerry's to play with Dylan, which was a thought that came to him uh, in December of 1986, right after his coma. And as Blair Jackson tells it, Dylan sneaked into the Bay Area in March to finalize the deal at one of the Mardi Gras shows of the dead in Oakland. And I think that was like March of 87. Herb Green, the famous photographer, uh, has a picture of Dylan backstage. And Dylan was even spotted in the audience swaying to Quinn the Eskimo, which was the opener of the show. Nobody knew that Dylan was rehearsing or planning this. Dylan has always been kind of paranoid about publicity, and he even threatened to quit in March, the summer shows, after a DJ in the Bay Area leaked the info. Uh, another thing that Dylan loved about hanging out with the dead and, and rehearsing was that the roadies and uh, the the uh, folks who hung around the dead, um, were they treated him like they would treat anybody. They didn't care if he was Bob Dylan. They didn't even really know if he was Bob Dylan. But they were just rude and uncaring towards him, and he loved this. And they nicknamed him Spike because they already had a Bob. And he liked being kind of just one of the guys, you know, because being Dylan was is probably hard. So while they were rehearsing, Dylan asked, you know, what they wanted to play, what the band wanted to play with him. And they had a list of their favorites, but uh, as Garcia would point out, uh, playing when Dylan was a challenge. He played the songs that he did the way he did, and you had to follow him and keep up. And just before some of these summer shows in July, uh, Arista Records released Touch of Grey around the Alpine shows in June. And Touch of Grey officially came out on July 6th. And the news stories focus on the hit new song and Jerry's comeback the most popular touring band in America, and they even played with Bob Dylan. Let's do a couple from those rehearsals, and then we'll get right to our featured show right here on Shakedown Stream. 
How about that? The Boy in the Bubble, Paul Simon's tune that was big at this time. Dylan and the Dead working out Boy in the Bubble. These are the days of miracles. Don't cry, baby, don't cry. And then before that was Queen Jane, but definitely like a different kind of arrangement and chord progression. Uh, Love that tune. Well, 1987, and I've been wanting to focus on this year because it was a big year for the dead. It's when they became commercially successful and um, finally had a a hit. And they had an MTV video. Um, Back then, MTV was a big deal. And and it was all kind of part of Jerry's healing or recovering from his coma. And uh, they were big news. Uh, There's a great quote, Uh, Garcia says, We were sort of like the town horror who finally became an institution. We were finally becoming respectable. (laughs) Yeah, right. And the other thing, which was a phenomenon that I watched, was that there were all these touch heads, or um, these, that's what we call them, uh, because they started coming to the show because they learned about them through their big hit or on MTV. And so there was this younger wave of deadheads at the show. And um, I think some people thought, what is this all about? But I think they identified with the cool scene of the dead and uh, a certain sense of idealism that the Grateful Dead represented, either real or unreal. And um, however, um, these deadheads, these new ones, like kind of didn't know the deal, you know, Um just in terms of the way they behaved, uh, they didn't kind of um, sharpen their teeth on the dead scene like maybe I did. Uh, I've always felt like a newcomer to the dead scene because I was young. I was born in 1965, um, and it was kind of a sacred scene. It was a different scene, but um, but these new deadheads gave uh, a shot in the arm for the band. And I kind of liken it to, uh, as I used to live in Vermont for years, was... Uh, how snor- snowboarders, uh, what they did for the ski industry because uh, skiing industry was kind of going down because uh, all the alpine skiers were dying off. So the snowboarders, which we kind of think are the maggots of the mountain, uh, but they accounted uh, for over 50% of ticket sales at the slopes. So even though maybe they didn't seem as, uh, as principled, uh, as alpine skiers, they saved the ski industry. And I think the young deadheads did the same. I was just reading in Relics Magazine this emotional tribute that uh, Derek Trucks uh, did for his father uh, just recently in St. Louis. And uh, you can check it out on Relics Magazine. Let's get going. Let's get to our featured show, uh, September 23rd, 1987. This is the middle show of a three-night run in Philly. Right on.
Yeah. Hey. 
Roll away, 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 roll away
This morning, felt the run for my shoes. That's, That's when I knew I had them walking blues. Oh, this morning, look around and I felt the run for my shoes. That's when I knew I had them all, you know, walking blues.
They're selling postcards of a They're painting the passports brown. Give me five minutes to the sailors. The circus is intended. 
Wilson Street, they nail the curtains. They're getting ready for the feast. The Phantom of the Opera, in the perfect image of a priest. They're spoon feeding Casanova to get him to feel more sure. Then they'll kill him with self-confidence After poisoning him with words And the phantoms shouting to skinny girl Get out of here if you don't know Casanova just being punished We're going to desolation room And Dr. Phil, he keeps his world Inside of a leather cup But all his sexless patience We're trying to blow it up His nurse, some local loser She's in charge of the cyanide hole She also keeps the cards that read Have mercy on his soul Desolation Road Now at midnight All the agents And the superhuman crew Coming round of everyone Who knows more than they do When they take them To the factory Jack machine Stop the cross on shoulders And then the kerosene Is brought down from the castles By insurance men who go To make sure nobody's escaping to Desolation Road Our praise be Rose Neptune, the Titanic sails at dawn. Everybody's shouting, Which side are you on? There's a pound T.S. Eliot. They're fighting in the Countess Tower. Apocalypso singers laughing them in I received a letter yesterday About the time the doorknob broke When you asked how I was doing Was that some kind of joke? All these people that you mentioned Yes, I know them, they're quite lame I had to rearrange their faces
build up a desolation road.
and we'll be back in just a little bit. Well, that's the Grateful Dead. Bobby says they'll be back in a little bit after their first set. And uh, we heard the music never stopped. Before that, Big Railroad Blues, Desolation Row. There should have been a Tons of Steel, but it got cut, or I don't know what happened, and I apologize, because that was the last, or should have been, the last Tons of Steel ever played. Before that, Friend of the Devil, Walkin' Blues, Franklin's Tower, Ought to Feel Like a Stranger. They did two of those on this tour. They opened up the tour with this. Yeah. The music never stopped got a little screwy, uh, but the crowd was clapping, getting into it, and Bobby was classically forgetting the lyrics. On Friend of the Devil, it sounded like Bobby was doing a little guitar licks after Brent's uh, keyboard solo. It sounded weird. I wasn't even quite sure what he was doing. And thank God Jerry was there to pick up so he could do the Jerry part. There was some weird, nasty uh, feedback sounds at the beginning of Feel Like a Stranger, and I apologize. Um, As we talked about last week, uh, this is when they started putting the effects and playing with the MIDI uh, with Bob Brawlov on songs. Didn't hear too much of it in this first set, um, but uh, he became Brent's roadie. Every member in the band has their own person. Jerry had Steve Parrish. Mickey Hart had Ramrod. Everybody had somebody, and uh, Brent had never had his own roadie, and it was at this time that he did get his, and it was Bob Braylove, and uh, that gave him some confidence. So it is said. Well, supposedly, um, there is a 1975 studio rehearsal recording that has surfaced, uh, never to be heard before, January 1975. I know earlier in the year, not too long ago, we were doing a little uh, a month on 1975. I cannot remember if there was anything from January, so maybe this is a new... Uh, recording that hasn't been around before. There seems to be a thing going on. People want to pay money for a, some bootleg that hasn't been seen. It's uh, There's still a lot of interest in the Grateful Dead, I guess you could say. Well, I don't know uh, what it's like where you guys are, but we've been having a pretty nice, easy-going winter. Um, though, I, you know... You should never count your eggs before they're hatched. Or you should never hatch your eggs before the chickens are ready to come out. Whatever that is, make sure that you do it right because it's a serious thing. Yeah, and I've been watching Venus and Mars. They're pretty close together right now, and they're hanging out on the uh, west, western uh, direction early in the night. But, boy, it's getting lighter out. Right? This darkness has got to give. And it's given. As soon as the light of day is uh, on, you know, everything, all the secrets will be exposed. Speaking of which, let's do the second set. We're, at, we're still at the Philly Spectrum. 923.87. Right here on Shakedown Stream.
Lot of poor man make a five dollar bill. You keep him happy all the time. Some other fellas make nothing at all. And you can hear him cry. Can I go, but can I go now? Take a shift at the mine. Get down to the couple of mine. Gotta get down to the couple of mine. That's where I make me spend my time.
cut. Got some things to talk about here beside the rising tide. Come here, Uncle John's back.
honest with the night. Singing incantations. A candle burning blue. Look at the spirits. Maybe they know what to do.
keep us all happy.
U.S. Blues. That's the encore of our future show, U.S. Blues. Jerry digging deep on the vocals on that one. Nice. Before that was Good Lovin' out of La Bamba, Good Lovin', the last one they did, ever. They started it on this Fall 87 tour, and they ended it right here on this show from September 23, 1987, Philly Spectrum. Before that, Bobby does it around and around. Before that, Brent doing Dear Mr. Fantasy, there was a pause. Uh, They didn't know what to play after I Need a Miracle, and Brent steps up. And a nice space, and that was really a nice lead into Need a Miracle out of space. Drums, cool effects on the drums, doing cool stuff now in 1987. Before that, playing in the band, Uncle John's band, playing in the band. Out of Cumberland Blues and Bertha to open up the second set. Played a lot of Cumberlands in 87. Did it uh, 12 times. Doing Maggie's Farm. Doing a real kind of farm aid kind of uh, theme. Cool. Well, that's the show. That's our future show. 9-23-87. And then they do one more show, 9-24. And then they do a couple shows... In uh, early October at Mountain View, and then Jerry comes on back to New York City 
for his on-Broadway stuff. I was just reading about that and how that all came together. Very cool story. Well, let's get into some space and let's get into some traditions here on Shakedown Stream. You're listening to MVY Radio.
Well, that's two from the Jerry Garcia band. They love each other. From 1031.87 in New York City. And before that, and it stoned me with a little Space Jam, 87 Space Jamming. Right on. So a couple of things uh, that I have taken note of from 1987 is... Um, that there's a couple new tunes or tunes that were being brought out and some that were ending. Uh, this one right now is from 620-87, the very first all along the watchtower performed by the dead in Berkeley, California.
Will the sun gonna shine round that door someday? Wish I was a headlight on an old fellow chain. Wish I was a headlight on an old fellow chain. I'd shine my light through the There's the dead doing China Cat Rider from Providence 9987. One of my old bootlegs. I know. Before that, yeah, probably recognize these tunes. We heard a My Brother Esau and Big Boss Man. They played that five times in 1987. Both of those from 92487. And then before that, the very first. All along the watchtower from Berkeley, 62087. Yeah. So, My Brother Esau was a tune that never made it on the album In the Dark, but it was on the other side of the 45 for Touch of Grey. 
It's a tune I heard many times. And I want to play you the last one ever played. Uh, they stopped playing it in the fall of 1987. And I'll throw in another tune. This is from Shoreline. And then we're going to get back to the last show of the East Coast Fall 87 tour. Philly Spectrum 924-87. But let's do this before we do that. And then we'll have it all. Shadow box in that silent war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
shadow box the apocalypse. You're wandering, wandering, shadow box the apocalypse. You're wandering, shadow box the apocalypse. You're wandering, shadow box the apocalypse. Oh, 
song that is one of the finest bird songs I've heard in a long time before that was my brother Esau last one ever performed live by the dead both of those tunes from October 3rd 1987 Shoreline after this fall East Coast tour they went back to the West Coast and they did a show on 10-2 10-3 and 10-4 uh, and then uh, took a break. Garcia did his thing on Broadway. And uh, I was reading about how that came about. So, um, God, how did this come about? So, sometime after Jerry's coma, he um, had and came back from uh, the summer tour from 86 and he, I guess he had some interest about playing acoustic again and uh, Sandy Rothman uh, would come over his house and actually he lived in his house for a period of time in Hepburn Heights with Mountain Girl and, and uh, he they would play acoustically and then uh, David Nelson uh, got together and the three of them played a lot and then they played a show uh, somewhere uh, for Thanksgiving with the dead family uh, at some cabin in San Anselmo. And it it was great. And Bill Graham, I think I got this right. Um, and so they did a show and Bill Graham listened to it and Bill Graham's like, this is awesome. I got to, that's what it was. They were doing a benefit show at the Fillmore for the poster artist and Bill Graham was there and he was listening to them and he said this is awesome I got to get this out there we got I just got to get an idea I got to figure out where I can get you guys to play this kind of music and Jerry kind of almost flippantly said on Broadway and not even thinking it was a serious comment and Bill Graham kind of and before they knew it they had 15 gigs uh, booked at the Lundfontein Theater in uh, New York City. And that's how it came about. I just remember this. So, anyway, um, I'm going to close with this. Uh, since September 24th, 87 was the last show of this fall 87 tour, I thought I would close with the last songs from that show. I'll see you next week. We'll have a new theme for February 2017 right here on Shakedown Stream, none other than mvyradio.com. So stay tuned every week right here and listen to lots of Grateful Dead with Jer Bear. Peace. I love you, man, and I'll see you the next time right on.
Feel all right. 
come take these guns off of me. I won't shoot them anymore.